This episode is supported by Enscape, empowering your design workflow by turning your BIM model into an immersive 3D experience. So coming to you live from the future. <laughs> yeah, please state please state your date and time. <laughs> well, for me, it's tomorrow. Yeah. For you, it's my yesterday. <laughs> so that means for you it's today, but it's yesterday. Yeah, I, I and can't. I'm I'm your tomorrow. You are my tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around <laughs> the time difference. So you what what time is it where you are? It is Thursday, twelve twenty-eight a.m. Yeah. <laughs> On which day? November fourth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Is that? So I'm about twenty-three hours behind you, something like that. Is that right? I don't know what. I can't do math. I I was going to say thirteen. Yeah. There you go. That probably sounds about right. Because <laughs> it's nighttime there. It's daytime here. I'm coming off of a a week vacation sitting in the airport in Kauai and it is 70 no it's 80 degrees out and wonderful and I don't want to leave it's very green and there's lots of blue as well because lots of sky lots of water well there's lots of sand there's lots of sun where you are <laughs> lots of blue sky yeah. yeah yeah well not not right now there was a we uh, sat down with a client outside for lunch, and we were there for like 20 minutes, and they were like, oh, it's lovely. We're all baking. <laughs> like, flip me, flip me over, get the other side. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I bet. I was thinking this is a, a contrast show. This is a, a show of extreme contrasts. So there's the time difference. Yeah. There's the location difference. So I'm minus three hours of my normal time zone you are how many plus hours from your plus. time zone i am plus i am plus seven hours from my time zone here's the airport time again airports are not quiet places for uh recording anything no they're not airport terminals they're... it's a very small terminal there's I'm... no air conditioning here but they don't really I, they oh, probably geez. don't need it it's humid you know here but it's not hot like it it, it's probably quite a bit warmer in the summer months. We came in July a few years ago and it was, it was really hot, but it's been, I don't think it's gone over 84 or 85 since we've been here. And that was only one day. Most of the days are in the seventies, get a little bit of rain every day. So another contrast point, I'm sure that there's zero rain over there where you are. Uh, yes. Zero. And then some, <laughs> is there anything less than zero? Negative zero. So what you might state your actual location. I am in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, the capital city of the kingdom. Riyadh. Wow. So we're we're probably pretty literally on opposite sides of the planet right now, talking and recording <laughs> a podcast. Through our phones. Through our phones. Through our headphones or our, our earbuds. Yeah, so this is there will definitely be a quality difference in not only the content but also the actual production value. <laughs> do you re do you recall what the name of the episode was last the last episode? I've been on vacation for a week, dude. No. <laughs> so you're saying no. I can't remember anything. Well. 
And that's good. That means that you're actually on and enjoying a, a vacation. Yeah, yeah. That is a good sign, I suppose. I believe it was future-proof. That's right. Future-proofing. So today in a client meeting, uh-huh. and, and, I'll get back, and I'll get back to that in a minute, I, had, I was talking about maximum flexibility, maximum adaptability for, to, to try to meet the future needs of the, the university. And I said, I don't really like using this term, but essentially what we're doing is we're looking to feature-proof this. And I swear, I mean, I even prefaced with, I don't like using this term, meaning quite possibly that I don't like the term. Yeah, quite, it might actually might mean that. Yeah. Everybody latched onto it and we're like, look, we're really trying to feature-proof this. Like, really? And so it kept, it was like this theme of like, Cormac said he didn't like using this word, so I think we're going to use this word a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot. You put it out there, man. They latched onto it. This is your fault. I was like, come on. (laughs) So, you know, I'm I'm obviously here in in Riyadh for client meetings. It's the first time. So we've been working on this project now for eight months. And all that time in eight months, Never once did the client ever turn on. And we're talking about, we, we're dealing with a lot of people from a lot of different departments you know, trying to put this project together. We've won the project, negotiated the project, signed the contracts for this project, and have been working on the project for well over eight months. But the project in earnest just, you know, started eight months mm-hmm. ago. And this is the first time that we have seen any of their faces. Oh, wow. They've seen our faces because we turn our cameras on. Oh, they don't. This is the first time that we have seen their faces. Wow. And it was really wild. So the whole time we were there, guess I'll have to admit this out loud since I just put it out there in the world, that I was texting with the other project manager that's working on this project. And I was asking her, I'm like, you know, hey, what do you think this person looks like? What do you think that person looks like? Because none of these people, none of these people look like, for the most part, none of these people look like what we had assumed they looked like. And she goes, ooh, send me a picture of this person. Ooh, send me a picture. So I'm covertly taking pictures of people. Although I will say that the three times Zoom on the new iPhone 13 Pro works amazing. (laughs) And... For those stealth moments. <laughs> For those stealth moments where you would like to take a picture of your client that you had never seen, and yet you've been working with them for a year. I, I think you should have you done it like via like those cool old police sketches where it's like you're yeah. just describing features and you've got some amazing sketch artist putting it together. At the end, they're like, that's the guy. Well, that's him. <laughs> So I, 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 before I sent them, the, you know, before I sent them pictures, I was just like, okay, you've got to explain to me what you think this person looks like. And then she would like go through this and like, eh, and send them the picture. They're like, holy crap, that is not the person that the, the face does not match the voice, you know? And so we were crazy oh. uh, back, background audio. Sorry. Ah, uh, that's fine. I mean, you know, we're again. You're on vacation. You're coming home. Yeah, this is not a recording you know, studio. Sitting in the, exactly 
in my recording studio is a hotel room in middle of a Middle Eastern country. So <laughs> there, you don't like it? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking your story there reminds me of how many of our listeners have felt about the show. <laughs> if they meet us in person yeah. at a conference or whatever. Hey, you're not who I thought you would look like. Yeah, because it's just that's the the wonder of audio, right? It's you you do piece together what you think people should look like, or maybe even you you hear what somebody sounds like, and you're trying to guess what their name could be. <laughs> like that's a that's a Karen, right? That's a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that totally is is something that everybody does, and then it is funny how often surprising it still is when it when you actually do meet the person that they're not at all what you thought. Yeah. So I'll say this, that I, you know, I was a little bit apprehensive about, you know, this particular trip only because we're basically meeting to review our deadline submission. It's been an interesting challenge to conduct a project of this size up to this point virtually. Mm -hmm. And it's really just try to like distill from a client what they're looking for without like being able to read the room, read their impressions, yeah, you know, right. just like, you know, you don't, you don't see the facial expression. So you don't really truly understand sometimes when you and I are talking, I mean, you can tell when I'm joking and when I'm not joking and things like that. And, you know, when we're talking face to face, you see the, the facial expressions like, Whoa, what does that mean? Or, or something like that. And so not necessarily just about like the facial expressions, but just really kind of like engaging and connecting with the, with the client and really trying to like truly understand not just what the project is, but who they are and making sure that we're doing the best project and the right project for them. And, and though I feel like we've successfully been meeting the, the challenge, it, it's also been a challenge just because what we're really trying to do is just, we, we all know that like good successful design is all about the connections that you make with, with your client. And, and so sometimes people either, you know, when you're only communicating by email or you're only communicating by zoom or teams or something like that, things might not get fully understood or you don't really, some things get lost in translation and sometimes literally lost in translation. Right. And, and so the, so this is just day one of, of several days of workshops with them. And, you know, we, we started off with like a general overview of where we're at at this particular submission milestone. And, you know, we've got all of these buildings that we're designing and we, and again, still can't say what it is yet. And so what's been interesting is just trying to like, you know, really try to distill everything that we can out of them through like these very darkened room conversation kind of thing. And, and so we, we're, we're now face-to-face -face with them. And it's great. I mean, where I'm going is, is like so missed this. Mm. Missed the opportunity to be in front of them and to like really try to like explain to them. And for, you know, like the team principal or the, the principal on the project, this is really the first time. And I've, I've, I know the guy and, and you know, I like working with him, but this is the first time I've like truly worked with him. And so this is the first time he's actually really seen me in action as well. And so, you know, it was just like, you know, I was really impressed with how you kind of like commanded the room and 
you know, and like was engaging people and, you know, just like making sure that you were like answering their questions and stuff. Cause they'd really never really seen you in action. Mm. And, and it was just like one part of our job is to really kind of work the room and kind of, you know, which yeah. is, I'll say has always been kind of like a, a weak point of mind, or at least I feel like it's a weak point of mind because sometimes I just don't feel comfortable with like public speaking and stuff, but I knew the project I'm comfortable with the project. I'm comfortable with what I want to you know, tell them and engage with them and really kind of like pull out from them so I can, uh, you know, get the information that I need to like, go back to the team and talk about like all of these areas that we were struggling with, like trying to really understand what their scope was you know somebody made the comment today it's just like they may not know what they want but they certainly know what they don't want Mm. and on the slides you know when we're giving a a slide presentation to them via zoom and we want to show you this yeah no i don't want that you know you've worked for for weeks on these these ideas or these understandings or these notions of what you really wanted to that you thought that they were you know asking for and then they just like quickly shoot it down and you don't really understand like why and you know it's just like oh i've got to go to another meeting and you know it's just, so you get like an hour to present like this massive amount of data and stuff and so being with them being in all day workshops being right in front of them and really kind of like you can't leave the room until you answer this question kind of like situation yeah really it it really progressed the project and just one day i feel like helped push this project forward in months worth of zoom calls in just one day it's interesting to think about it that way like you you only get one chance to do this process with this group of people for this particular project there there could potentially be future projects and they would most likely make up you know a different group of stakeholders and uh, there would be so many other things that would change that it would never be what you're going through right now with this group of people and it's that important to get it to get everything that you need out of it and the only way you can get everything you need out of it is to have gone through that before and so i think that's one of the things that really good architects and people who deal with groups like this over and over again on projects understand is you know all the pieces not only that you need right now but that you're going to need in the future for other people on your team not even just you and you do get a pretty good understanding of what all those things are by doing it several times and you're able to piece that together kind of loosely and maybe even formally but that's where that kind of you know like you said it's kind of a dog and pony show it's kind of like this thing that you're processing in real time with them right there and Mm -hmm. bringing that information all together so that it can be put in the proper place whenever the time comes and that is a that is an art and it does come from experience yeah yeah let's take a moment and talk about the sponsor of this episode Enscape is a leading real-time rendering and virtual reality tool for the global AEC market. It plugs directly into your modeling software, giving you an integrated design and visualization process. With Enscape, you can render in real-time and walk stakeholders through your rendered model with incredible ease. Your buildings can be experienced long before they are built. More than 200,000 unique monthly users from over 150 countries use Enscape to envision better designs. 
To learn more or to sign up for a free 14-day trial, visit enscape3d.com slash arcaspeak today. That's enscape3d.com slash arcaspeak. I forgot how apparently animated I get in presentations with clients. <laughs> you had a whole room to, to like, you didn't have to like just speak into the microphone or be on the screen. So you, exactly. So I'm not like, you know, just sitting there. The stage was big. I, I had space to roam. <laughs> exactly. I had space to roam. In it. And so I was, I, you know, I, I prefaced the whole presentation by forgive me if, you know, I'm like up and moving around and engaging and stuff, but you know, I'll be up at the screen kind of pointing at things and like walking you through this and, you know, and, kind of like watching me like zip back and forth and talk about things and like walk over to like the drawings that we had laying out on the table. And, oh yes, we had drawings on the table. Wow. I mean, it was analog. It was great. It, it, exactly. We had both digital analog. We had people joining the call virtually, you know, back in the States that, you know, they were up really early while we were like in midday or end of day and things like that. So it was interesting. It was interactive on a global scale, literally global scale. And but it was also just the fact that you could like see them and read their room and and, and, and see that like if you said something that like maybe didn't sit well with them or they didn't understand, you could see like the, the, the grimace or the squint or the hmm, I don't understand. And so you can like stop, slow down and back up and just like and and really kind of like explain it through because essentially what we were there to do is sell them on where we were at in the process. And do you agree that this is where we should be? Are we in alignment with your vision for this place? Are we on the right path again? Are we on the right path? They did a, you know, obviously everything is about the budget as much as it is about the design and everything else. And, you know, trying to put, you know, balance this, these constraints of, your program and your schedule and your budget and your vision and everything else, just making sure that they all kind of like work together. And so, but sometimes when you're presenting things and on, on screen and they just like, okay, well, you know, that, that's fine. And, you know, they say, well, that's fine, but you don't like get to see or like engage them at a point of like, but is it really fine? I mean, are you okay with this? I mean, is it, I don't want you to just settle for this design. I I want you to like embrace it and and feel like this is exactly what you want. I mean, like like we're knocking it out of the park. And if we're not, we want to get to that point where we can knock it out of the park. So there was this one particular thing that they were doing that they were, they were looking at budget numbers and things like that. We were looking for a hybrid solution for the mechanical system somewhere in the basement, somewhere up on the roof. And, we went through, we had this whole ideology of why you know, things were the way they were. Well, they went through this whole value engineering effort on their own, void of us, void of the engineers, void of our cost uh, estimators. And they said, no, this is, we want you to put everything back down in the basement. It's obviously going to grow the basement and all this other stuff. But, you know, we feel like cost-wise, it'll be better. For weeks now, I've been trying to kind of talk them out of that idea and and, and have given them examples and things like that. And so even though I I felt like we had them convinced of it, being in front of them and really kind of like talking about it and and kind of like explaining them and and trying to like really, again, understand 
their concerns about why they felt like this was. I mean, because it, it wasn't necessarily just about the dollars, but they, you know, they also felt like there were some efficiencies gained and where we felt it was just the opposite. And so as we're presenting it to them and we're finally really getting to like pull out their concerns and stuff, we were armed and ready to kind of counter that with you know, this presentation that we were giving them, showing them the efficiencies and stuff. And at the end, it wasn't about what well, we won, they lost kind of thing. It was we convinced them and, and really truly showed them the advantages for the solution that we were we that we were presenting. And they understood it and they bought off on it and they felt good about it. And for weeks now I've been trying to to do that and just maybe something wasn't there. Maybe they were just like maybe it, we didn't have enough slides or we weren't really like talking through things. And and funny enough, I like could, could really like explain I use my hands a lot to talk and I use, and I even like create like volumes, like, you know, Hey, this space right here already has this space and I'm using my hands and I'm like almost like forming the building with my hands. <laughs> and, uh, it, but it, it worked because they understood one, the, the passion that I kind of felt for this particular solution, but it wasn't passion just because I thought, Oh, you know, this was it'd just really be a neat idea. No, it was, there was, there was real hard data behind it to back up our solution as the right solution, not only for an aesthetic approach, not only for the efficiency approach, not only for the cost budget approach, but the holistic approach. And it, it felt good to like be able to like engage them a little bit better than we had virtually. So, but I guess why I'm bringing that particular example up is, so now, We'll go back to the states, and we'll you know continue to work on this project. And and obviously, the synergy that we're getting from these in-person meetings is something that needs to carry on into the virtual. And so, what was it about what we were doing beforehand on just the purely virtual aspect that was worked out a little bit better on the in-person workshop? And how do we bring all of that back to? Now we're back to a virtual workshop, but I think now that we know you a little bit better, now that we've actually you know, shared a meal together and we've talked about it, we've learned about the project manager's kids and, and things like that, we started to connect more. And, and so now it, how do I bring that energy back to the, not only to the next meetings, but also back to the team to you know, say, hey, these, the vision that these people have is a, is a great and amazing vision. And I know that, you know, it's been a tough challenge for us to be able to kind of like design this, this big, massive complex for on a, in a virtual setting and trying to make it real and, and everything else and maybe not feeling so. But how, how do I kind of like capture what we've got going on now and bring it back to not only my team, but also the owner's team and kind of keep that energy flowing? And so I think that's the next challenge is just like, how do you? How do you really, truly make a a virtual team as successful? I mean, a, a virtual meeting as successful as a in person meeting. It's interesting to think about it from a we're two years or you know, a year and a half into this online meeting thing, and you're still figuring things out like that. And and I know that some of that has to do with the client being on the other side of the planet, and language barriers, and yeah. and cultural things, and things like that but it yeah. it's still yeah. there's still so much to learn and there's still so much to apply to the 
future versions of these interactions to get to these deeper levels of engagement that you're talking about all the time, because they are way more fruitful. You're, you're saying that meeting in person yeah. is giving you more information than you can get just in the digital version. And that is positive. Like you said, in one hour or multiple couple hours, you got months worth of zoom meeting of information. And yes. that is totally, that's amazing. You can't say that that, yeah. that is not the right way to do it. It's like, it's not just black and white. It's not this or that it's like, you got to take the best of everything and apply that to the next version of the next kind of meeting you're going to have. Like there's definitely things that you do during digital meetings that are going to make the physical meetings better and vice versa. It seems like there's got to be some way to kind of do that debrief. It's like, you. <laughs> it's funny because earlier when you were talking about reading the body language and seeing how people react with non-audible or, voting with their body language and things like that for, for different ideas that are being put up. Right. Think about like, I I've been to a lot of interviews and after the interview, the first thing the team does is go out to the parking lot and huddle and do a debrief on this landed. This didn't, this went too long. You said that stuff. You said you weren't going to say <laughs> you talked too much. You fumbled this. We did awesome on this part. And there's that debrief. Like it's really natural, right? Everybody wants to kind of just analyze the performance that just happened and that's what you're doing in real time after you get the job and you want to deliver the best project and you're looking for insights in very small places like those that you're saying are not coming across in the digital versions of these these meetings and so it it is interesting to kind of debrief like you said you like you you had this great in-person meeting and now you and your team are going to take the best pieces of that so that the next meeting, no matter what kind of meeting it is, is going to be better moving forward. Because again, like you only get one chance to do this with this group of people to, for this particular project. And it needs to be the best that it can be so that you can achieve, you know, make all of their dreams come true as much as possible because like your reputation is hinging on that but also like the outcomes of the project are hinging on that you don't want them to be five years Mm -hmm. into a new building and saying man i wish we would have done this differently well it sounds cool man i mean i I definitely miss that part of the part of the work because uh not that i don't get to do in-person meetings and stuff and i agree like there's something to them like that group of people in the room is exactly who needs to be there to get done what needs to get done and everybody can and own that they can be an owner in that as long as they're willing to participate and contribute and that's a that's an amazing thing to be a part of and also to witness and it's it's pretty amazing that it, it still works as well as it does it's 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 an it's an incredible piece of the process that that is it's fundamental not only to what architects do but for so many other things too just you're like you're saying there's such a higher level of information a deeper level of information that happens that that exchanges during those kinds of meetings. And it's a, it's a fantastic thing to go through. And that's what I think about like other people in the offices who don't get to participate in things like that. And, you know, there's obviously people who do not want to participate in things like that, but there are ones who are really hungry for it and they don't get the opportunities to do that. Like for me, that would be 
if I could make architecture firms do something, it would be to engage those people and just ask, do you want to learn about this? Do you want to be a part of this? Because if you want to develop in that way as an architect, there's only one way to do it. And that's to get invited to do those things. You're not right, going to get invited right. necessarily if people don't know you want to do that. So there's got to be a way to kind of open up the channels of, of communication there so that those ki- kinds of developments can happen because I do, they are fundamental to what we do. Yeah. So, so it was interesting as the director of director of development had pulled me out into the hallway. He was kind of like praising how well things were going and it was like really kind of like charged and amped up. And it was just like, you know, I mean, he goes, no, how do we continue this progress? You know, is it more in person meet <laughs> the energy? How do we keep the energy going? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, and he goes, he goes, we, he goes, I feel like we do get something out of the, the virtual, but he goes, we're getting so much more out of these in-person meetings. And how, how do we continue those on? You know, is it, do you guys come here for longer stay? You're not here just for like, you know, two and a half, three days. And you're, you're here and we're doing like workshops and doing small, like, you know, breakout sessions with, you know, like specific people. And he goes, how do, how do we keep going with that? And, and so we had, you know, like sat back and we were, we were talking about it, you know, over dinner and we were thinking, you know, well, I mean, is this an opportunity for, you know, not only us to continue to develop and grow the relationship with the client, but also is this something where we can bring kind of our junior project architects, younger project architects who you know, haven't been in the room with clients and stuff and, and bring them along as you know part of, mentoring process as you're saying you know like working the room and, and learning how to grow because that is a, a that is like a key feature of what architects need and, and you're totally right there are people who are completely uninterested in it they just want to draw or they just want to manage the model or they just want to do this or that and there's other people who hey i really do want to grow in this profession what do i need to do and and those are the people that we want to bring to this because you know they're going to be as animated and amped and jazzed about all of this as, as, as like I was. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I told you, you know, I haven't really slept in. I slept just a few hours over the course of the last three days total. And it's not like a couple hours this day and a couple hours that day. Over the course of three days, I've probably slept about two and a half hours. and. Honestly, right now, here I am talking to you at 1.03 a.m. Saudi Arabian time, and, and I'm wide awake because I really felt like we had a great day today. We did a lot of really good work. And it is only 6 p.m. where you just came from, but take, taking into account, you haven't slept in three days. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. As I said to you, yikes. Now, you know, there, exactly. and, and some of it was, oh, I purposely wanted to you know, like stay awake on the plane rides, plane rides, plural, over here so that I could get rest when I got here and put my body quickly onto KSA time so that I'm not falling asleep in the middle of these meetings, <laughs> yeah, which right. all of these meetings would typically be when I would be asleep. Right. And it was it interestingly backfired on me where it said, okay, you're not going to sleep. Well, guess what? You're just not going to sleep. Ever. Oh man. Like yeah. 
<laughs> and so, and so uh, my body was like, fine, be that way. Yeah. And I will be that way to you. <laughs> Second wind? No. Third wind? Fourth wind? How many winds do you have in you? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now, I will say that there has been a, a slightly copious amount of um, caffeine infusions. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, that's helping. The, uh, the hotel. Yeah, the hotel makes... A, an amazing espresso and an amazing cappuccino. And I've tried both one right after the other. <laughs> you're an addict so, now you're back. You're so, full on back on the wagon. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got a six right. hour plane flight that I'm about to get back on to, to head back home with the sad trombone. But, uh, how long are you going to be over there for? Well, I, would like to feel sad about that. You there? But I have a 15 and a half hour flight back. So, nah. Although not right now. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done anything quite like this. So, this is it's pretty cool. I, I'm sure the quality will suffer a little bit, but that's, yeah, that's what happens sometimes. So, I'm about to get on a six hour plane flight back to LA and maybe get home around midnight there after getting the car and everything. And I wish you and your travels well as have fun and continue to have amazing experiences. I am glad you uh, had a, a good vacation. One of these days I might actually have one of those. Yeah, you should try it. You might like it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard about it. I've heard about those. You keep telling me about them. <laughs> I am a vacation junkie, it sounds like. All right, man. Well, safe travels, well, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. You too. Thanks to Enscape for their support of this episode. Visit Enscape3D.com slash ArcaSpeak today for a free 14-day trial. Thanks for listening. This show is part of the Gable Media Podcast Network. See all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L m-e-d-i-a dot com you can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star review on apple Podcasts to help get the word out and don't forget to share it with your friends we'd love to hear from you so leave a comment on the website at arcaspeakpodcast.com where you can find our entire catalog of shows talk to you soon <laughs> <laughs>